We welcome all who come to St. Anne's today and those who join us by way of live stream in spiritual communion that knows no end of our communion with you at Mass as we pray for you who are sick and shut in and for all who come with special needs, raising them up in prayer to God this day. Think about, for a moment, how much time you spend waiting, just waiting. And you can't wait for me to end my homily. I can read souls, I know what you're thinking. No, think about waiting. Our parents, waiting nine months to give us birth. We were waiting in the womb, unknowingly, but waiting to be born. Waiting to learn how to ride a bike or to walk. Waiting for that first day of school, what would it be like? and wondering, waiting to come home, waiting to go to bed, waiting to get up and do it all over again, waiting in line, waiting in traffic, waiting for that contract or that callback, waiting and wondering, will they call? waiting for that package to be delivered, waiting for someone to fall in love with me, waiting to fall in love, waiting and wondering whether they'll forgive me for what I said or did, worrying as I wait and wonder. Waiting around for someone just to show up and enter my life and maybe solve a problem I'm going through. Waiting is a big part of our lives. And I think spiritually, Advent is, among other things, fundamentally a season of waiting and wondering. Waiting and wondering. At the heart of the Advent season, too, is this incredible woman who had to wait. She waited on the angel Gabriel. And we're told in that Gospel of Luke that Mary was greatly troubled by what the Lord had to say. Greatly, profoundly, perturbed is another translation. Her inmost being was really, really disturbed. Did she 
he immediately respond, yes, Lord, I'm here, no problem. No, she was greatly disturbed and greatly wondering what this all meant. Did she have a day to think it over? Let's give it two days. If you're greatly disturbed, how much time do you need to wait before you make that decision? Whatever that decision is. To take the time simply to wait. So Mary wondered, she was troubled, and she waited. And only after the angel, we're told, says to her, Mary, do not be afraid. Only then. She's overwhelmed by power of the Holy Spirit because she found peace in those reassuring words, do not be afraid. So friends, when we wait on the Lord and you're going through something very difficult right now, and my guess is your experience will bear this out, when you've waited on the Lord patiently, he comes and says, don't be afraid. And we have to practice that, of course, over and over and over again, like any habit, so that it becomes a kind of co-natural experience that every time I am up against a situation that is overwhelming or just so difficult to bear that the Lord will grant me his peace. But when I rush it, see, when I rush that process spiritually, I make bad decisions. Or I say, like a child, you know, I want this now. I want this answer now, Lord. Solve the problem. Make it go away. I want it. I want it. I want it. And what do good parents always tell their kids when they're going through that tantrum? Not now. Not now. No, I want not now. Be patient. Hold on. Wait. Just wait. We hate that sometimes because we want our answers now. We want all the riddles to be solved. We want these relationships to be fixed. And it's hard. Now think about it from God's point of view, if we can. And I think we have some basis to do that based on Revelation through the Old Testament and the New, that God waited a long time. I mean, a very long time. From all eternity, actually. Waited for the right time to become one of us. He waited patiently waited, waited for all those prophecies, thousands of years, to be fulfilled. He had to wait for David and Isaiah and Ezekiel 
and Moses and Abraham and John the Baptist and Mary and Joseph, that in time and place, God would then take on flesh in Jesus at Bethlehem. Now that's a long process of waiting. And here God, even now and eternally, waits for you. He's waiting on you. So in this relationship with our Lord, the question's going to be during Advent, and every day of our lives actually, am I waiting on him? Do I wait? He's waited for me. Do I wait for him? Or do I do my own thing and rush those situations and relationships and force things to be it my way? So I think the whole gospel is really about thy will be done. We say that casually, but profoundly, when we wait on the Lord, we can do his will, and that will actually brings us the peace, the joy, the balance, the truth of our lives that we long for. It's when we do our thing, like the selfish child. I want it now, I want it now, I want it now. Christmas will come. Not now. Not now. Wait. Patiently wait. And so spiritually then this becomes very important. And that effect then is manifest in our relationships with each other. And in our work, in our world. That as we wait on the Lord, then good things happen. And when we're greatly troubled, again, the angel will say, be not afraid. And then there's the courage to do what's right. And over time, as I said, that courage to do and to wait on the Lord will build us so that we're stronger and more at peace and more joyful. So it's not easy. The Lord isn't going to make us necessarily happy in this life. I've always said, keep happiness for heaven. Lower the bar of expectation on people, places, and things, and you'll find a joy, a very strong line of balance. Not too much, not too little, just right. And that's the peace that Mary experienced, Joseph, John the Baptist, all these people, and you're that too. May the Lord, his love and mercy, grant you that peace. Do not be afraid. Wait on the Lord, take courage, and wait on him who has waited for you to give you today his peace and his body and blood.